not that you have to suppress desire, because then you'd be lifeless. You'd be without energy, and that'd be horrible. Desire, in the healthy sense of the word, is energy. And the more energy we have, the better. Don't suppress desire. Understand it. Don't seek to fulfill desire so much as to understand desire. And don't just renounce the objects of your desire. Understand them. See them in their true light. See them for what they really are worth. Because if you just suppress your desire, and you attempt to renounce the object of your desire, you're going to be tied to it. But if you look at it and see it for what it really is, if you understand how you are setting yourself up for misery and disappointment and depression, your desire will be transformed into a preference. When you go through life with preferences, but don't let your happiness depend on any one of them, then you're awake. You're in the state of non-delusion, where you see things not as you are, but as they are. Every time you're unhappy, you've added something to reality. It's that addition that makes you unhappy. You've added something. A negative reaction in you. Reality provides the stimulus. You provide the reaction. You've added something by your reaction. And if you examine what you've added, there's always an illusion there, a demand, an expectation, a craving. For instance, the illusion, the error of thinking that by changing the exterior world, you will change. You do not change if you merely change your exterior world. If you get yourself a new job, or a new spouse, or a new home, or a new guru, or a new spirituality, that doesn't change you. Do you change your handwriting by changing your pen? Or do you change your thinking by changing your hat? That doesn't change reality, but most people spend all their energies trying to rearrange their exterior world to suit their taste. Sometimes they succeed for about five minutes, but then they're tense again because life is always flowing. Life is always changing. So if you want to live, you must have no permanent abode. You must have no place to rest your head. You have to flow with it. As Confucius said, the one who would be constant in happiness must frequently change. Flow. But we keep looking back, don't we? We cling to things in the past and cling to things in the present. When you set your hand to the plow, you cannot look back. Do you want to enjoy a song? Don't hold on to a few bars of the music. Don't hold on to a couple of notes. Let them pass. Let them flow. The whole enjoyment of a symphony lies in your readiness to allow the notes to pass. But if a particular note takes your fancy and you shout to the orchestra, keep playing it, play it again, play it again and again, that wouldn't be a symphony. 
It's like old Nasruddin. One day Nasruddin was strumming his guitar, playing just one note. After a while, a crowd gathered around him, and someone from the crowd shouts out, That's a nice note you're playing there, Mullah, but why don't you vary it a bit, the way the other mu musicians do? Those fools, he said. They're searching for the right note. I found it. <laughs>